Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Wednesday here at the Lively Pod. So excited for today's episode. We're talking all about financial wellness. It's the end of a month, which means it's time to pay those credit card bills, pay rent, utilities, basically any other bills you have around this time of the month, whether it be phone bills, insurance, and more. I figured it would be a good time to talk about financial wellness, meaning we're talking all about jobs, investments, and financial goals, all to help decrease the stress that money can have in your life. If you're like me, you are a college student who enjoys going out to eat with friends, going to group workout classes, and indulging in new clothes here and there. All of these things add up quick come the end of the month when I'm looking back at my credit card statements. So today's episode will talk all about how I balance my jobs and school to make an income to support my social and health spending. Before we dive into the financial wellness tips, let's do our weekly intention setting and journal prompt. So my weekly intention has to do a lot with my monthly reset that I'll be doing, which of course includes my financial reset. Like I said, the end of the month is where I pay my credit card bills, it's where I pay my rent, and all these other things, and so it allows me to reflect back on what I spent last month and how much money I have moving forward to budget for April, but we'll get into that when I tackle budgeting in one of the wellness tips. So my intention for the week is to just fully reset for the month of April. March was a very big month with spring break, the engagement, and just a lot of fun events. So this month I'm going to be focusing on resetting, getting my head around everything that happened last month, and how I can make April, which is crazy, the last full month of college, the best month So the reflection prompt for the week will be what are your financial goals and why? How much money do you need to be making minimum to support the life that you currently live? And so just kind of a brief interjection about why this is the prompt of the week and why you should reflect on it is that I learned this tactic from my business coach last year. She had me do an exercise where I wrote out all of my bills that are necessities in my life right now, like rent, food, gym memberships, etc., and compare that to my monthly spending. We then determined the amount of money I needed to make to support my current lifestyle. Once we had that number, we were able to figure out how many hours I needed to work in order to support myself. So I think this is a really powerful tool to motivate and become realistic with your financial goals. Before doing this, I was thinking more in terms of like, how do I make more money and reflecting at the end of the week, trying to make things work out. But now instead, I'm more future oriented with it and I have a plan to hit my goals as well as a realistic goal for where I am in life because I am a full-time student and I think it's helpful to realize how much a full-time student can have on their plate and how much money they can be making realistically comparing them to post-grad students who can have time and are making more money. 
And so instead of just the open-endedness of wanting to make more money, I instead reflected on how much I needed to make to support the current lifestyle I live. It was also helpful just like in terms of that I'm very ambitious when it comes to working and I've had a job since I was 12. I currently have three part-time jobs while also being a full-time student so it can often become overwhelming ensuring that each job has its proper amount of time dedicated to it while also being a good student. I do not recommend having this many jobs while in college but I do recommend to most people to have at least one form of income on the side when in school. I think it's a great way to get experience, learn responsibility and time management, as well as have a little spending money so that you can really enjoy the social aspects of college that often run up a tab very, very quickly. So having one part-time job would allow yourself to dedicate time evenly to the two endeavors of work and school. And just like some example jobs that you could have as a college student could be like fitness instructor, retail employee, social media manager, because guys, it would surprise you how much A, you can learn online to become a social media manager, but also how many businesses in your local area are looking for someone to take this off their plate because they just don't understand it enough. And our generation understands social media so, so insanely well. I'm having a guest speaker on the podcast soon where we talk all about social media And so just realize that this could be a source of income for you, not just a hobby. So you could do that. Social media manage. You could become a tutor. A lot of schools have a program where you can become a student tutor or you can just do it on the side without school recognition. You could also be a tutor for like high schools or middle schools in the area. Another option is that you could work for the school. You could work different desk positions. School often We'll have a lot of jobs, you just have to know to look for them. Anyway, that is kind of like just a few ideas in terms of how you can be making money on the side while also going to school full-time because I know that that can be overwhelming and a lot of people just don't think that they have enough experience or something of that note to have a job while in college, but there's so many jobs out there that you can be doing right now and allow for that part-time flexibility while also getting responsibility, resume booster, and a little extra income. So we'll transition now to talking money tips. However, I do want to make a disclaimer here at the beginning that I am not a financial expert by any means. I am some random girl on a podcast telling you what works for me and what I recommend to all of my friends when we talk about finances. So just please think of this more as like we're two friends having a talk, but do your own research before making any big decisions with your money. So the first one, I feel like I'd be silly not to include this because y'all know I'm a huge fan of tracking habits, diet, etc. to learn about what you're currently doing 
And so this is exactly where budgeting comes in. So budgeting is huge in the finance world. When it comes to money, it's just so helpful being able to reflect back on what you're spending versus where you could improve your spending, where you could improve your savings, etc. And so there are so many budgeting apps like Every Dollar, Mint, etc. Or you could even use Google Sheet templates. There's so many on Etsy that you can buy for under $5. Or you can make your own. But whatever you do though, it's important that you look at all of your past spending. I like to do this on a monthly basis. So like I said, it's about to become a new month. So this is the perfect time to reflect back on what you previously spent tally it up and categorize it. Creating categories like food, shopping, memberships, rent, etc. and seeing how much money you're allocating to these different categories is really good at looking at an overview of where your money's going. And then transitioning into the next month, you can see areas where you need to cut down on versus where you need to put more attention into. So, When looking into the future, this kind of ties us into our next tip, which is that you need to set financial goals. I feel like often people, especially in college, are just trying to get by. They're making ends meet at minimum with their money. They have to say no to social events at the end of the month because they didn't budget it properly. And so when we're looking to creating financial goals, it's this overview of what you want your finances to look like next month and so these incorporate so many different things you can have so many different goals when it comes to your money such as how much do you want in savings do you have a savings account or do you want to start one and just start by putting in five dollars a month you can put five dollars in you can put a hundred dollars in you could do it weekly instead where it's like five dollars a week or something And so just making sure that you have savings as a financial goal. I also like to have a separate savings account for Christmas and gift funds. So I find that it's a lot easier to handle the holidays and birthdays and things when I have a gift savings account. I put about $20 in each month, maybe, or sorry, each week, and maybe more if I earn a little bit more money or something and I can put that money towards Christmas and gifts and then whenever someone's birthday comes up I use the money from that fund that I've been saving to go directly towards their gift so that I don't come to the month and I'm like oh shit I didn't budget for this now I have to spend an extra 40 50 dollars on so-and-so's birthday gift and now I can't go out to get drinks with my friends this weekend or something like that. I don't know. It's just nice to have this as a separate savings account. So that's a saving goal that you could have. It's also good to set a goal for how much you want to spend on yourself because if you do have an income, if you do have a job, I think it is rewarding to be able to spend money on yourself and I don't think that you should necessarily be saving or investing all of your money and so just making a realistic goal with how much that you have been spending, how much of it do you want to spend on yourself? This kind of ties in too with with having the financial goal of 
how much money do you want to make? How do you plan for it? So that gets back into the reflection prompt of the week where I was talking all about what is your current lifestyle? How much do you need to make in order to live the lifestyle you're currently living? And then what are you going to do this month to hit that monthly goal? So say that you need to make $3,000 in a month to support your current lifestyle. How are you going to make three grand with various incomes? Maybe you have passive income, investments, etc. How do you plan to make this three grand each month so that you have a plan for it? That's another goal I would recommend setting. And then with these different goals that you have. You can use apps to track it. You can keep record of them on paper. I currently keep record of them on paper. I'm using my That Girl binder, which I've talked about in previous episodes, but I also have this whole printable that you can get on my website to do it too if it just is helpful to see it printed out, have it on your wall or in your planner to just know that you're always working towards these financial goals. And it's also really satisfying to check them off at the end of the month to see which goals you hit, which ones did you surpass. That's really fun when you've made a lot of income to see that you've surpassed some goals and you can put more into your savings or more into your investment apps. And so tying into investments, let's talk about investing. So again, disclaimer, not a financial expert, not in the business school, have not taken economics, don't know a lot about this, but I still am a huge advocate for starting to invest young. I constantly educate myself on this topic through YouTube videos, books, etc. And so I know the importance behind investing for the economy, for personal finances, But I've also had the pleasure to see the impact that it's made on my own money as I started investing myself at age 18. So during high school, I started an investment account for myself and it's been really fun to see that money grow and develop and see the account increase knowing that I'm having this impact that will continue to grow in the future. And so while I'm a huge advocate for investing I honestly do not know that much about it in terms of the nitty-gritty details, which is why I rely on investment apps to help me. And so maybe you know a lot about finances. Maybe someone in your life knows a lot about investing and they can help you with that. But I personally have been using the app Acorns since I was 18 and I love this app so much, you all. It's an app that does the investing for you. You place money in and you choose the investing setting that it best suits your lifestyle. So I chose moderately aggressive for the type of investments and then it does the work for you. I found this app originally because it rounds up all of your purchases 
that you make on your credit cards, debit cards, and invest the spare change that you would normally accumulate if you paid in cash. So I was definitely one of those kids who had a piggy bank and loved saving up my change and then going to those machines in the grocery store dumping out all of your change and it giving you cash back and just like that form of savings was super satisfying to me. However, when I started using debit and credit cards, which we'll get into in just a second, is I noticed that I wasn't saving any money through those pennies and stuff when I made purchases. And so Acorns has a fun thing where it takes those change amounts that you accumulate by using your credit card and puts them into your investment account. And so I use the roundups from this spare change to invest, but on top of rounding up all my spending, I have a set amount that it will take out of my bank account each month to ensure that I invest it. So this is like the whole autopilot movement where like I just, I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to realize at the end of the month that I didn't put any into savings. I'd much rather have it just do it automatically. And so at the beginning of each month, it takes out $150 and it puts it right into my investment account for me. So it's really rewarding to see the money grow as I put more in it and it feels productive to save money since it's consistently growing with the investments as opposed to my separate savings account that I don't have invested. So they also have this like super fun tab where you can see the potential earning bar where it like shows you if you kept putting in this amount of money with the stock market, you would potentially have X amount of money by age 46. So that's kind of like fun to see and just trends and is motivating to continue the course because something that's important with investing is to stay the course of the market. The market will fluctuate and you just need to ride it out and over time it will consistently build hopefully rather than like seeing the slightest dip and getting discouraged and taking all of your money out because my account definitely has fluctuated. There's been really good months, really bad months and overall it is on the rise. It is on the increase. So if you want to look into this app because I highly recommend it, I will leave it in the show notes. I think you get like free $5 invested if you use the link, but really I recommend this to everyone. And so use the code or not, free $5 if you do them. My next tip, tip four, is to get a credit card young. Getting a credit card young will greatly improve your credit score, which will help you when looking at housing and getting loans in the future. And it's something that I found my parents instilled in me very young to have a credit card to learn the effects of budgeting. This one helped me a lot in terms of like seeing what I was spending on the two different credit cards I have versus how much money I currently had in the bank. And it was different than a debit card because a debit card, I could only spend the amount of money I had in my account. So there was always that reassurance that I would never overspend. So I don't think I looked at it as in depth as I do now that I have credit cards. So with credit cards, I have a lot more insight into my purchases and it's helped me balance my accounts a lot better by just knowing that I have to keep a constant eye on it to ensure I don't overspend. 
And so I realized a lot of my friends in college don't have credit cards. And so I encourage you to look at the benefits of getting one and seeing if it's right for your situation. But I do think starting a credit score young will impact you and your success in the future in a lot of different areas. But just starting to build that credit score now, the age of your credit score can help you a lot in terms of financial health. Lastly, for this little financial wellness tip series is to learn about money through YouTube, podcasts, basically just educate yourself on the topic because it will be relevant for your entire life. And so this is something that I encourage you to do with a lot of different aspects. I told you to do it in regards to your nutrition, learning about nutrition because we all have to eat. We all have different foods that make us feel good. We all need to know what makes up our foods in order to optimize our body. And so it's something I'm super passionate about teaching people to educate themselves in nutrition. It's what I want to do with my career. But I also think it's so relevant to educate yourself in finances because they will be relevant your entire life. And there's so many good free resources out there to help you accomplish this. You don't have to buy books. You don't have to buy a financial wellness advisor to advise you on it and to teach you these things. They're out there for free. The amount of podcasts that you can listen to, I think it's like, I love her on TikTok. Her name's the first 100K or her first 100K, something like that on TikTok. And she talks all about financial health. She has a podcast and it has taught me so much about my personal finances as well as following people on YouTube. I watched this guy, his name's Nate O'Brien on YouTube and he talks all about investments, savings, how to make money, how to become a millionaire, things like that that are super fun to listen to while also educational and completely free. So there's no excuse not to educate yourself on this topic. And so that's going to be my last one that I leave you on. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you're already on your way to learning more in detail about this topic, about this subject. So I encourage you to keep looking at free resources like this one to just talk more about finances, to educate yourself, and to see where you could be improving your financial health and fitness, to reduce your stress in this area, to help you flourish in other parts of your life, to allow you to buy that gym membership to help you get fit and healthy, and what other other goals you have in terms of finances. So I hope this episode was fun, helpful, gave you some ideas for maybe jobs that you can add to your college routine or just how you could maybe make more of a passive income through investing. But anyways, I hope you all have a great week, live lively, and I will talk to y'all next week on another episode of Wellness Wednesday. Bye!